I confess, I accidentally orgasmed twice in the middle of the gym while doing leg lifts. Impressive. And lucky. I would be going to the gym all the time if that happened to me. This podcast is intended for those 18 and over. If that's not you, please check out scarletine.com and come back to this podcast when you are of age. Thank you for downloading the Bedpost Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin, Texas-based monthly reading and performance series about sex, sensuality, and the steamy side of life. Between performers, we ask audience members to anonymously submit anything worthy of a confession, which is then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear by Karen Cross and Sarah Gray was recorded on September 15th, 2012, the second anniversary of Bedpost Confessions. Karen and Sarah will share their piece titled Slash fiction. And we are very happy to bring this to you as a video podcast. So you are able to share in the visuals that were presented. Here are Karen and Sarah. 1994. I turned 14 that year. I had acne. I was on the UIL ready writing team. And boys would rather throw too gum in my hair than ask me out. I was obviously a huge nerd. I was also painfully horny. I desperately craved sexual entertainment, but there was little to be found in my modest household. Uh, this was back when it took five minutes for a pornographic snapshot to load via dial-up. Uh, you know, you watch it start to load. Oh my god! There was also the fact that our family computer was located in the most public room in the house, the family dining room. So, what was a sexually frustrated adolescent like myself to do? I was also a huge fan of the X-Files. In the week between new episodes, I crawled the internet for any scrap of trivia I could about my favorite show, and it was during one of these searches that I happened upon fanfiction. And all of these fans, just like myself, wrote stories starring Mulder, Scully, and all my other favorite char- characters that I loved. The more I read, however, the more I discovered that many of those fans were just as horny as I was. I spent hours, days, weeks, scrolling endlessly through pages of text in my masturbatory quest. All of my family went about their business, completely ignorant of my activities. No pictures, same. At first, the relationship fiction involving Scully and Mulder falling in love wasn't enough for me. But the more I read, the more I wanted to read to the moment when Mulder would look past Scully's calm, skeptical demeanor, rip off her pantsuit, and fuck her passionately. Even more exciting were stories about how Mulder gazed at Skinner's serious forehead and felt deep stirrings within. It wasn't long before I found out about Slack Fiction. Now... All, sl- all fan fiction is not slash fiction. The slash subset is about the uh, guy-on-guy pairings, usually, uh, usually inspired by a bit of what we call ho-yay in the source material. So, like, 
when I when I, I started writing fan fiction, it was about 1987. I was 13. We had no internet. I'm old, and I didn't even know that fan fiction had a name. But that didn't stop me from writing just shit tons of dreamy adolescent romance about Wesley Crusher. <laughs> and, and, and a, a thinly disguised self, self-insert character who was surprised he was one of the youngest officers in Starfleet. So anyway, sometime in college I learned that this whole writing about your TV show thing, it had a name, and then I discovered Splash. But although my fanfic output continued, and thank God improved, um, it was a long time before I actually wrote any Splash of my own. So a few years back, to crack up a friend of mine, I wrote a piece of porn without plot based on that final British TV show, Doctor Who. And now, you, you, the thing is, you can tell it was a joke, because it wasn't about my Doctor Who slash pairing of choice, which is the Doctor and his archenemy, the Master. No. Now, I wrote a story about the third Doctor and uh, Brigadier Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart. Working out in the gym and then getting it on spectacularly in the shower. So you, with bench press, erotic tension, and wanking, and blowjobs, and jokes about stiff upper lips. And this is the most popular piece of fan fiction that I have ever written. Which goes to show you that what the fangirls really, really love is the whole yay! The internet proves that at all times, someone, somewhere, wants to know what would happen if all of their favorite characters just happened to be great, you know, matter what the original authors wanted. Frodo. Frodo. Frodo swallowed nervously as Sam's tongue circled with maddening tenderness around the head of his cock. What if Gollum heard them? Oh, Daddy, Daddy, Pete Campbell cried through gritted teeth as Don Draper, his cock harder than it had been in any woman ever, plowed into Pete's knotted asshole. Edward's lips were cold and soft, a teasing counterpoint to the heat and hardness of Jacob's stiff rod. What a stop this senseless bickering, he muttered as he ran his chilly tongue up the length of the werewolf's member. We don't need horror, Jacob panted. Agent Coulson's teeny dream was fulfilled as Steve Rogers struck him so gently and so powerfully. Come for me, Coulson, the captain whispered in his ear. Do it for America. Now, remember, folks, it's still Flash, even if it happened on screen. Uh, Jack and Ianto fucking behind the expeditioners on Torchwood. Or Kurt Wilde and Brian Slade getting it on in Velvet Goldmine. Isn't Velvet Goldmine the world's most expensive piece of David Bowie Iggy Pop Flash stick? Hell yes! Hollywood Flash! Now, there's also uh, lesbian Flash, or Femme Flash, as we like to call it. Like, say, Inara and Kaylee from Firefly. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Don't you know that Inara, with all her exquisite companions training, could get her engineer's internal combustion engine all fired up? Oh, Peggy, don't breathe. Loosen that tight blouse and let her scarf fall to the floor. Don't you know the only reason I, I was so hard on you is that I wanted you all to myself? 
come to Mama, sweetheart. But in terms of sheer, depraved variety, nothing can hold a candle to that seething hotbed of what lust. Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizard What do you expect out of, out of a series of books full of angsty adolescents with daddy issues and unlimited magical power? Why? Of course. Harry Potter and Ron Weasley furtively grope each other's hard-ons in the dark of the Gryffindor common room. Hermione Granger sighs as Luna Lovegood slowly sinks her fingers into the soft confines of her pussy. Now, who cares about friends with benefits? Hey, sex is where it's at. Rachel and the Harry's teeth clap painfully as they grind their cocks together in the Upper West Tower. Severus Snape smiled greasily as his wand traced aching circles around Harry's nipple. You must learn to control your impulses, Harry. He intoned each word a chip of ice down Harry's back. Slash Harry, Ron, and Snape. Snape and Remus Lupin. Lupin and Sirius Black. Lupin, Sirius, and Harry Potter's dad. Dumbledore and Voldemort. Bellatrix Lestrange and Minerva McGonagall. Bobby and a dozen Dursley and a piece of cake, and he makes Harry eat it. Dude. Gross. No. I know. Flash, flash. Now, if you have read it or watched it or listened to it, someone on the Internet has written about fucking it. Time for the brain bleach. Odie shows Garfield the true meaning of body style. Alvin, Simon, Theodore. You don't even want to know what's been written about Barton Lisa Simpson. And people are writing Pinkie Pie and Rainbow Dash having a three-way with Twilight Sparkle. Oh, yay, is magic. Unless you think the desire to match up characters in a homoerotic orgy is confined to fiction. Think again. There is nothing the mind of a fangirl can't sexualize. Men and women of power, be afraid. Not only are we laughing at you privately, we are imagining you fucking each other's senseless partisan politics be damned. Margaret Thatcher smiled cruelly. Tell me how much you want it, she, she commanded as she cinched on the strap-on's buckle. Ronald Reagan lowered himself to his hands and knees. Fuck me in the ass, Mistress Maggie. Fuck me hard, he cried. Who's John Galt, Paul? Who's John Galt? You are! Screamed Paul as he came in the mixed hand. Atlas hugged! I'm glad to see my text got you all hot and bothered, Mr. President. Hillary Curtis, she caressed Obama's firm backside with a riding crop. Uh, Michelle, are those knots good and tight? Naughty Curtis. So, how did this all begin? Sexual fantasy has been around since the dawn of consciousness. But it was only in the last century that mass media allowed the world to see and share the same stories instantaneously. Without television, we would have no class fiction. 
Now, it was the dawn of a new era. In 1966, there was no internet, but there were conventions, fanzines, and the U.S. Postal Service. And female fans sat down to watch two singular men, a brashly upstart captain, and his cool and collected science officer, Bowie go where no man has gone before, Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock. What was it about these two men that unleashed the homoerotic fantasies of female fans all over the world? Perhaps it was the, uh, the keen pleasure of watching Spock struggle to reconcile his dual heritage of Vulcan logic and human emotion. Maybe it was a simple fact of seeing two men actually speak to each other as close friends and confidants without fear of judgment or ridicule. This was space, after all, the final frontier, and anything was possible. Regardless of reason or logic, the friction between their divergent personalities was fascinating. Kirk was the commanding officer, but his knees would weaken when the Vulcan so much as glanced his way. Later that night, he prayed he would find himself on his knees, licking the boot of the man who filled his heart with longing spark. Pon Far is a regrettable but necessary release of extreme sexual tension. A Vulcan must be careful whom he trusts when the time of Pon Far is at hand, for nothing will stand in the way of his release, Kirk. To feel Spock's hands on his face, the divine mouth that brings them together more intimately than any physical act of loss of fisting of the brain and soul. The body's touching, the mind is one, Spock! Kirk, I have been and always shall be your friend. Kirk? Karen Cross's life as a nerd started when she was five and asked for the Star Wars Death Star playset for Christmas. She writes for Tor.com, watches loads of British TV, and sometimes manages to write some fanfic, too. Sarah Gray works at a natural history museum by day, answering calls about dinosaur eggs. By night, she writes. Bedpost Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina, of the I Want Your Sex podcast at MiaOnTop.com, Sadie Smythe of That's What Sadie Said.com, Julie Gillis of JulieGillis.com, and Rosie Q of SayPrettyBird.blogspot.com. Podcast audio production by Ian Danskin at nuendostudios.com. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at bedpostconfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bedpost Confessions on Facebook and Bedpost Confess on Twitter, where we tweet audience confessions. Chime in and add yours. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. relationship makes me love my husband even more. It's been a wild ride. Alright, we have a culinary uh, confession. I confess I once used a cucumber as a dildo. Afterwards, I washed it and put it in the fridge.
A couple of days later, my office had a potluck lunch. Thank you. 